Welcome to Feelings and Healings with Bella Lucia. This podcast was inspired by my own personal healing journey. When I began my healing journey, I learned to identify with my feelings. And this podcast, I created it because when you identify with your feelings, you ask the question of why. Why am I making these choices? Why am I feeling this way? And those whys led me to start blogging. They led me to start writing and illustrating my children's book series, focusing on the characters, etc. And that led me to guesting another podcast and meeting other guests and other hosts who have really amazing stories. And I wanted to create a platform where I could invite these people back and be able to hear about their journeys be able to hear about what's made them make the choices they have and explore that. And it's amazing because when we speak to these people, we're hearing the different ways they got there and every way is unique. I'm excited to have you on this journey. It'll be a combination of people from all different walks of life who are pursuing different entrepreneurial, even more traditional careers. And through their journeys, we can all learn something and identify in our own special way. Thank you for being here, and I look forward to sharing this episode with you. Hello, and welcome to the first solo recording of Feelings and Healings with Bella Lucia. I am Christina Lucia. It's 2023, a new year. In this first solo episode, I wanted to focus on my journey and things I've learned of being both an author and an illustrator of my children's series. February 1st, um, excuse me, the first week of February is actually children's author and illustration week. So it felt only appropriate to record this episode and drop it the week before and share some things I've learned on my journey. When I was a little girl, my first dream was to be a Disney artist. I thought it would be amazing to just draw all day. I've always been a huge fan of the Walt Disney art, especially the original art, and that felt magical. Now, my second dream was to be a children's children's book illustrator, because again, I like to draw. I always like to draw, and I thought that would be amazing. Now, I was endorsed as an artist at a very young age. I was seven years old when I first started formally training. My first art teacher was Mrs. Joanne Gaquin. She had a studio in her basement where she would host both lessons for children and adults. Now, she didn't take kids younger than nine. Nine was the age she took them on. However, my mom, my mom could be a piece of work. You know, I just, I do remember being in Mrs. Gaquin's kitchen with my mom and my mom bringing her my art. And I don't even remember hearing it. All I remember is that I was allowed to join and I was seven and a half years old. And those first, first month, I remember the first four months of lessons learning my basics, uh, shading, different mediums, perspective, 
um, color wheel. And, you know, I look back as an adult woman, I'm like, I can't believe I was doing all that at seven and a half years old, but I did. And I am forever grateful for Mrs. Gaquin. She taught me techniques that I still use to this day. If you look at my art, whether it's my crocheted animals or it's my art, whether it's a portrait of my nephew or a Bella drawing or anything in my Bella Lucia book series, I always do a white dot in the eye. Mrs. Gaquin taught me that. She taught me how to make a sparkle. And when I was in high school and was taking a studio art, I, I did have an edge because I had all this training behind me. And then when I went to school for both my art degrees, again, same thing, I had an edge behind me. So this idea that I was an artist, even though my career path took a loop going into corporate, it was really because I didn't see how, how I could make a living off of an art. Uh, off of something artistic, something creative. I couldn't figure it out. And so when I decided to start this company, I honestly, at that point, I did not instill, well, <laughs> at this point, I can't imagine a moment that I will ever doubt my art skills. I feel very confident in it. I think it's more of a matter of pain if someone doesn't like my work, but I do feel confident telling people I'm an artist. It's who I am. It's what I do. Now, the flip side of this is I did struggle with declaring myself a writer until recently. And uh, in 2020, when I realized my calling was to write this children's series, my first thought was people are going to question my writing. They're going to ask for my background. They're going to ask for my skill set, et cetera, et cetera. Now, the irony of this is no one questioned my writing. They all questioned my art because they weren't exposed to my art. And that actually I was surprised about. It was kind of like the flip, but that happens a lot to me in my life. Well, when the team, when my former, the people that I was working with at that moment, or I thought I was going to be collaborating with, when they were embracing my writing without seeing the actual stories, I couldn't figure out. I thought, ah, oh, it's my blogs. Cause I have been blogging and still am blogging very avidly. I genuinely enjoy blogging. I genuinely enjoy writing blogs. And, but I saw blogs as a form of doodling, if that makes any sense. And I really, Oh no, I'm not really a writer. I'm just storytelling. I'm a storyteller. That's what I do. And it really was writing these books and going on podcast, other, other men and women's podcasts and talking about my story where I realized that I was going through a form of, I wasn't going, it wasn't a form of imposter syndrome. It was imposter syndrome that I was suffering from imposter syndrome, I could not confidently say I was a writer. And we're going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I want to talk about a special moment where I realized, wow, I, I'm a writer. I can't keep denying this or questioning it anymore. When was the last time you did some coloring? Did you know that coloring has some amazing benefits like improving focus, motor skills, and even sleep? The best part, coloring is not just for kids. Adults should do it too. 
So when you and your kiddo color together, you're not just spending quality time. You're also doing great things for your minds. Get your free Christina Lucia coloring drawing today at the link and let the coloring begin. And we're back. <laughs> what I was saying right before the commercial is I really want to share a special moment with you where I realized I'm a writer. I'm a good writer. I was meeting with my editor, um, Susan Crossman, and I will share this for everyone listening that wants to write, whether you're looking to write a children's book or whether you're looking to write a memoir, etc. An editor is so crucial in the process. And if you have a good editor, they have a great network behind them too. When I met my editor, Susan, so many things fell into place that I had been searching for and looking for. I met my marketing strategist, Molly Hershorn. I met my publishing agent, um, advisor, Susie um, Schaefer. I met so many amazing people that I'm working with right now that have just revolutionized my journey. Well, Susie, Su- excuse me, Susan, I always confuse all the Sus and the Susans and the Susies. At Christmas this year, right before the holidays, we all took off for the holidays. Um, Susan and I sat down to me and just wrap up the year for some edits. And we were talking about this. And she said, you're a good writer, Christina. She said, you're a capital W writer. You're sensitive. And you have a mission to translate stories and to translate feelings to people. And being endorsed by Susan was so powerful because she's not only an editor, she's also an author herself, a multi-time author many times over. And being endorsed by someone with so with, with this legacy and with this experience and working with so many different types of writers, it really was magical and powerful. And again, it was another moment where I realized the way I have confidence in my art is the same way I need to have confidence in my writing. And looping into that, I will share also the other piece of being a children's author and illustrator that's so interesting is that when you do both, it's like letting go of your baby. And I often talk about when I'm interviewed, I often talk about my inner child and critical parent work. And with my art, my inner child plays a lot, but also my critical parent comes out and that's where the discipline of, okay, I'm going to get through this many drawings today. All right, this is what I want to showcase in this work. You know, when you start thinking about the strategies and how you want to give life to your words. However, the reality is like, I can't do this alone. None of us can do this alone. We need a team. We need support. We need community. Um, you know, sending my drawings off to other people, my, my words off to other people, it's taken me a moment to relax and be like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And to be honest, because I suffered imposter syndrome with my writing, it was a lot easier to have my, my words edited than it is to send off my illustrations because I'm so 
confident and proud of my art and so much my heart and soul is in it where with my writing I always feel like oh it could be a little better I still need help with this you know but although every book I feel like I get a little bit stronger so it has been an experience um, learning that and the other experience I find when you do so much of your on your own is being able to step back and listen to others you know, there are things that I push for and I'm grateful I pushed for at the same time. I've also had to listen to the people I'm working with and hear why, why we need to adjust things, why we need to do certain things a certain way. And, you know, part of this is, is when you're laying out drawings and writing for a book, you know, you are you have to fit things in, you know, you have to consider the bleed line, the size of the book, what, what kind of stores will pick up a size of a book, you know, all these technicalities. So it is, it is, it takes a moment, you know, it does, it does take a moment. Um, and I'll wrap up with saying, since I kind of talked about the technicalities, you know, I, I felt it important to share about my imposter syndrome and, I'm not saying I won't go through it again. It's something else in my life, but I do feel like it's important to acknowledge like it happened. I got through it. I was lucky that Susan pointed out to me. It was like, no, you, you are this, you are a writer. And you know, talk about that. My art is my baby and gaining that courage to be able to release it to the world and release it to other people and trust that they'll fit it in the format so this book can be in printed format and reach the hands of so many thousands of little boys and girls out there and their parents, they all can enjoy it. Um, yeah, the other thing I wanted to share the joy of creating these books is the little Easter eggs. Uh, so in this book, it's going to be in every series so far. It's in, in book one, which is coming out very soon. It's in the it's going to be, it's in both the layouts of book two and three, and we'll be there for all 15 books. On the text page, there is a rose at the top of each page. Now that rose is a portrait or a watercolor that I did for my goddaughter. Uh, my goddaughter loves roses and so do I. And when she chose, um, excuse me, she didn't choose actually, she told me, she told me roses were her favorite and I was so lit up that we had the same favorite flower and it was right before her sixth birthday. She's um, six now. And I knew in my heart, I need to draw a rose for this little girl. And I did. And when Susie, my publishing agent, and I were talking about, you know, possibly adding something to the text pages, it came up and I said, well, you know, roses are very important to me. They're a blessing. And it happened that I gave them two different options. Another pencil drawing of a rose that I had done after a trip to Italy. But, excuse me, <clears throat> a little dry there. I, that was the one that worked. And it was such a joy to tell my godchild that the rose I drew for her was going to be on the page on each page in every book. And it was that little thing for her and I, and for me to share in a subtle way with the world um, was really magical. The other loop, which I feel is appropriate ending, ending this episode with is that 
So I have my dreams. You know, I had my dreams of always being creative, always being an artist somehow. Now my mom <laughs> was a lifetime educator and she always wanted me to be a school teacher. And I fought her on it and fought her on it. And if she was still could, I'm sure if she was still living, we'd still be fighting over it. However, when I decided to write these books, it was a month after her first anniversary of passing and when I was working on my acknowledgments for these books that's how I ended the acknowledgments you know my mom and I excuse me my mom and I did not have a perfect relationship but it was built on love and I really believe we reached a healthy compromise with me becoming a children's author and illustrator I'm able to nourish my heavily creative inner child. And I believe my critical parents also equally as creative, to be honest. I think I'm an all-around creative. But at the same time, these books are focused not only for the child, but the parent. They're focused to provide a space where both the parent and the child can express their feelings and be able to hear each other out. And one of my, um, one of my networking friends said, and more than one person has actually said this to me, not just one, many have said to me, you're going to help so many more people writing these books because you're not going to be in one classroom. You're going to be in many classrooms. You're going to be in many, many families. And I am, I am, I'm really proud of these books. I'm really proud and grateful. I do recognize it's a gift that I'm able to both write and illustrate my books. I I do see that genuinely as a gift and a blessing. And I'm so excited for all of you to see it and to hear this episode. So with that, I am going to sign off and I will have another episode for you for Children's Author and Illustration Week. And I hope you will stay tuned. And until then, I will see you soon. This wraps up another episode of Feelings and Healings with Bella Lucia. Thank you for being here. It really is an honor to share these stories with you, and I pray that you're able to take something special away from it. Remember that we all deserve to feel, and we all deserve the space to be our true selves. And I pray that you find that space and time for yourself today and every day. I will be back soon with a new episode, a new story, a new guest, and I can't wait to have you here. Till next time.